Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Well, you come out going shopping when you owe somebody money, Johnny. That ain't right. How much you got to I'm going to pay him next week. I'm going to pay you. Who the hell are you? Well, I'm this here private investigator who was sent here this afternoon to uh, find you, but the good doctor here dummied up. It's just, it's too far. My lord, did you just say a serious musician? I don't think so. He called you a cowboy. What did he mean? What are you? Just a humble bounty hunter, ma'am. All right, hi everyone. This is Chris from Hertastic Reviews. You probably think this video looks really weird, probably weirder than most of my others, uh, which it's hard to fault on that. But the reason for it today is I am talking to one of my favorite subscribers. I don't want to say the favorite because I know Nathan Jones will get very offended, but one of my favorite and probably one of my first followers. I have host of Film Stocked, Chris Bowie. Chris, yep. say hi to everyone. Hey everyone, I'm Chris from Filmstocked, or at least one half of Filmstocked, and uh, we've got a pretty exciting video today. Yeah, so you have a YouTube channel, Filmstocked, so tell everyone who, surprisingly, if they haven't <laughs> checked your channel out, like, what do you do there? Yeah, so me and my friend Andy, we're friends from high school, we go back, and uh, basically we review movies, I do monthly Blu-ray hauls, we have TV reviews, rankings, we've got it all, and it's a lot of fun for us, so you should definitely check it out. Yes, like... Their channel is like really, it's like, it's like think of my channel and it's how it's juvenile. Well, they're like the more serious version of it. Like they they, they actually know what they're talking about. And they're not rambling like I do. But uh, onto the the main thing, Chris and I are here today because Chris, we're about the same age. I might be a little older, probably a little less successful, but uh, we grew up watching films i would say in the 2000s or you know maybe a little earlier than that but i'd say the 2000s were like the time of like our foundation would you say i would definitely agree with that uh grew up watching all those movies yeah so today we're here to talk about our top five favorite movies of the 2000s that we feel like don't get talked about or appreciated enough whether it's in the online community or like you know articles when they do rankings and stuff so we're here today to just talk about some of our favorite highlighted movies that we think need some more love. And uh, if you like this video and you like some of the movies that we've talked about, please like comment down below. Uh, let us know some of your favorites from the 2000s as well. We'll be interested to see that. It's a long, weird decade full of baggy pants and, you know, the fashion Interesting style. music. Weird. Yeah, New Metal and uh, Limp Biscuit, I think, was on there. He directed a movie, by the way. Um, but yeah, we're just here to talk about 2000s movies. So like get your monsters and like your, what is it? What were those shoes? Those, those o Osiris skater shoes and, you know, just Heelys. get nostalgic. Heelys. Yeah. Get, <laughs> get that going. Um, so Chris, we have a few honorable mentions. So, um, we both have three, I believe, correct? Yes, we do. I right. go ahead and, uh, give one of mine. Please do. So an honorable mention for me is going to be. Ocean's Eleven. Now, this movie came out in 2001, and it's just got such a star-studded cast, and it's such a fun movie. I just, I grew yes. up watching this, whether it was on TV or with my parents, and I really enjoyed this one. Dude, that's such a good one. I I, I forgot about the Ocean series. He's, I started late, because I remember seeing that movie uh, for Ocean 13, the trailer, and it had Al Pacino, and I'm like, oh, cool, yeah. Al Pacino, I love him. So I was, my dad was like, oh, you know, there's other movies before that, so I ended up just binge-watching through all of them. And then I saw Andy Garcia was in that. I'm like, I like him, too. So, man, really good. <laughs> that's a good honorable mention. Uh, my first honorable mention, I'm going to say, is the 2007 film, um, 
It stars Anton Yelchin called Charlie Bartlett. Uh, it stars Robert Downey Jr. and Kat Dennings as well. And basically, I liked it because I like Anton. And, you know, like, you know, rest in peace to him. Uh, gone too soon. But I really like that movie because it is funny. It has some good drama. And the acting is just superb. And Anton just plays a high school rich kid who gets kicked out of schools and ends up in one school being basically the school's psych- uh, therapist who prescribes pills to people. And Robert Downey Jr. is trying to bust them. So Charlie Bartlett, I think it's streaming on Prime right now. So you should check it out if you haven't. I'll have to add that one to the list because I have not yeah. seen it. Yeah. But I like the cast. Yeah, so the cast my next, great. Yeah, my next honorable mention is a cult classic, if you want to call it that. But I think this movie should have gotten more love from the Academy, honestly. And that's Donnie Darko. This movie came out in 2001. Huge fan of it. Dude, Donnie Darko. You're, you're, you're talking about the deep cut films I completely <laughs> forgot about. Uh, that movie's still kind of chilling, isn't it? With the, the, the rabbit. Yeah, it definitely is. And the ending, like, it plays, uh, what's that song? It's like, all around me are familiar faces. <laughs> yeah, something about it gives me chills. And Jake Gyllenhaal is so great in that movie. He's actually That movie is actually hilarious. There's a scene in the auditorium <laughs> where he, like, goes off on Patrick Swayze. Yeah, Swayze's in that movie. But it, he, it's a great one. He's, like, the creepiest school official, I swear. Mm-hmm. Ugh, just really chilling. So, ah, that's a good one. Just don't talk about the sequel, right? Right. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, like uh, S S Darko. S Darko. Yeah. <laughs> my roommate and I used to make fun of that. Uh, I think people still do. <laughs> uh, my next honorable mention is a 2005 film starring Viggo Mortensen. It's David Cronenberg's A History of Violence. Um, I saw this movie probably a lot younger than I probably should have because it had Viggo Mortensen, and I'm like, I love Aragorn and Lord of the Rings, so I was like, I should check this movie out, and I did, and it is very graphic violent wise and a lot of sex in it as well you get a lot of shots of uh vegan mortensen's butt um which is kind of cool but um he's basically a restaurant owner who like gets caught up in a robbery at his at his restaurant and he kills these robbers and he's like what the heck like how did i do that and then ed harris is like investigating him because he thinks he's like an old mob boss like a sleeper agent and is basically like a dark crime thriller um, yeah, really good movie. I think you should check it out. I have it with a double pack here with the, uh, history of violence, double pack. I highly recommend getting this one so you can watch both of them because they're good movies. So that's my second honorable mention. I think I've seen like the opening scene from that movie. It might be in like a restaurant or something at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's great. I need to check out the rest of it. But, uh, my last honorable mention here is it's a criminally underrated movie. I don't know why people claim that they hate it. It's also a Disney movie and that is national treasure. I adore this. <laughs> I adore National Treasure. I don't know why people hate on it. Um, it's just so much fun. A movie about Nick Cage stealing the Declaration of Independence, and they go on a treasure hunt, and it's just so much fun. I love it. You know, if Daniel from uh, Cobwebs was here, he would be, like, bowing down to you. I don't know if you've been following him or if anybody's watching and listening has been following him. He's been binging on his letterbox the Nick Cage filmography. And he's not doing it, like, as a joke. He's dead on, like, in love with, with Cage and, like, his filmography. And he was talking about National Treasure. And I've actually never seen it. So I find that very interesting that it, he's in a Disney movie. <laughs> After all, he's done, you yeah. know. And the sequel's good, too. So you should check it out. <laughs> I wasn't aware there was a sequel till a couple weeks ago. So I will have to double feature them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Those are actually really good honorable mentions. Like, those yeah. could easily be, like, fit into a top five. But sadly, mm-hmm. there's not enough room on this channel. Nope. And on yours, probably, either. Yep. So... 
uh, my last one is the 2000 film Pitch Black starring Vin Diesel. Now everyone's going to think like, what the, you know, is that the Riddick movie? I'm like, yeah, it's like the first one before you get the Dark Fury animated film and then you get finally Chronicles of Riddick and then Riddick. But I love Pitch Black because I saw it at a very young age and I already had seen Alien and loved Alien, obviously. So Pitch Black is kind of like the cheaper more violent version of like alien and aliens and the cgi is very much of the time and it doesn't look great but it has uh, i think his name's uh keith david from the halo series if you play video games you'll know his voice um but yeah it's kind of cool i like the aliens even though they look bad in the cgi i like their design i like the concept of like being on a planet with different people and having like an all-night system and an all-day system and like the horrors are in the dark and vin diesel's cool so it's pre fast and furious vin diesel i believe too so that's my honorable mention that was all three of ours so now we can get to the to the deep cuts of our top fives um chris before we get started on those uh, maybe like let people know like what kind of kid were you in the 2000s when you were watching movies? Maybe it'll reflect a little on the movies you put in your top five. I want to know. I want to like figure out what were you watching and judge Yeah, so you. basically <laughs> when I was growing up, I was in like elementary slash middle school in this time period. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't watching like, uh, you know, the Oscar movies. I was more of like a blockbuster guy, adventure movies. They were just a lot of fun. So that's what my list kind of consists of. There's also some like, r-rated movies that i didn't watch when i was that age that i've recently seen so i didn't grow up watching them necessarily but i've grown to love them over year, over the years that's great dude uh when i was in the 2000s i was a weird kid like i still am a kid and weird but like i was more innocent then and uh, dude like i was like watching like the lord of the rings all the time spider-man the sam raimi spider-mans the x-men's from brian singer who we won't talk about him too much but uh and and just like weird obscure horror movies like i don't know dude like the 2000s i would like just stumble upon something family video pick it up and watch it you know so that's kind of in like on tv if they were on tv i was watching them so um let's get started with those these top fives um some of them i've seen more recently and i'm sure you have too and I think that makes it really more fun. So you can think like, what was I doing during this time? You know, like, like, why did I not watch this? There's probably a good reason for a few of them. But um, Chris, let me hear your number five of your top five. <laughs> All right. So my number five and my top five list, I think this movie is very underrated uh, and I love it. And that is Training Day from 2001, directed by Anton Fuqua. So it's different. Um, Son, can't open your eyes. Can't you see? Huh? That man was your friend. And you killed him. What the fly? <laughs> Come on, my friend, huh? Yeah. Tell me why. Because he knows my first name? Son, this is the game. I'm playing his ass. That's my job. That's your job. I absolutely love this movie. Uh, I think it's Denzel Washington's best performance, actually. And oh. Ethan Hawke is great, too. Yeah, I do. He won the Oscar, rightfully so. He did. <laughs> I know there's some controversy around that, but... Uh, this movie's great. It's in L.A., and uh, Denzel's kind of a bad cop, and he has the rookie cop, Ethan Hawke, under his wing, and they go on this little adventure through Los Angeles, and you kind of see the dark criminal underworld of it, and mm-hmm. I just think it's a great action movie that I had not seen until recently, but I've watched it three or four times, and I really like it. Dang, three or four times? That's crazy. Yeah, I'm a big I- fan of it. Yeah, I, I've only seen it once, and I very obscurely remember it. I just always remember that scene with Denzel going, you're like, huh, okay, yeah. you know, like calling out everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a weird time, 2001, like in like just like early 2000s. There was like so many like early 
big like big name star studded cast like crime dark thrillers so like you had like that and you had traffic and you had um uh the one that's considered one of the worst crash you know yeah yeah it's just like a weird time for like those kind of movies even though you had the lord of the rings coming out and then you had um oh what's his name i can't think now russell crowe with his back-to-back movies a beautiful mind and gladiator you know mm-hmm. like it was such a so much stuff going on at that time and then master commander 2003 yep. um that's a really good solid five uh number five <laughs> uh my number five is um a robert rodriguez film i don't know if you're aware of his filmography but i love him and his like his collabs and his friendship with uh quentin tarantino uh, but night number five is Once Upon a Time in Mexico from 2003. Just for my own edification, I offered you 50. Why'd you say no? Not a greedy man. Not looking to get rich quick. Besides, 50,000 is a lot for what you want me to find out, you know? May as just as well put a bullet in my head as cough it up, right? <laughs> but then, 10,000 is a civilized then is something we both can live with. Ten might still be too much. You'd kill me over ten thousand dollars. <laughs> you wouldn't dare. So it's uh, it's weird that it's like the last film of like a trilogy, um, but it's called it's it's part of the uh, El Mariachi trilogy that started in the nineties. So it started with El Mariachi. And then after that was the very successful and popular Despera, Des, uh, Desperado. I was going to say Despacito. <laughs> this song. Uh, no, that, that's totally a joke. No, Desperado. Um, and it had Selma Hayek and Antonio Banderas. That's the first time Antonio Banderas is portrayed as the man with the guitar because that's El Mariachi. And then in Once Upon a Time in Mexico is uh, when it's like basically the final blow up of what's been building. And it has Antonio Banderas, Selma Hayek, um, Oh, Willem Dafoe, Johnny Depp, um, uh, and uh, just a few other like b- real popular Hispanic actors, and it's just really insanely violent. I like just like the movie itself. I think it's a movie that when you think of Antonio Banderas, people forget about because it's the third movie of a trilogy. Really solid flick. I think everyone should check it out. Oh, uh, it's pretty interesting to see Willem Dafoe portray a Hispanic man too, even though he's not Hispanic. <laughs> um, but it also, from what stemmed from that was the movie. I'm sorry, talking about so much, but uh, it stemmed the movies uh, El, uh, El Machete, which is another Rodriguez. Tri- I think it would be just a, two films, but there was three films. But um, yeah, really, really love Once Upon a Time in Mexico, not Hollywood, Mexico. Best movie of last year. <laughs> Once Upon a Time <laughs> uh, in Hollywood. Can't argue with that. Can't <laughs> argue with that. What a picture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not very familiar with Robert Rodriguez. Rodriguez. I know he uh, was a part of. Was he a part of Grindhouse with like Death yes. Proof? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and that's, Tarantino are like buddies. <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and give my number four. And the reason I'm talking about this movie is because I don't think it gets enough credit as being one of the director's best, and that is 2006's The Prestige. They flatter you with all those chains, Alfred. Don't they know you can't escape without your little rubber ball? I pulled you out. Out of that tank. All I wanted to do was prove that I was a better magician. But you couldn't leave me alone. Uh, This is not usually one of the top known films when I see a lot of online lists. And it's arguably his best movie. I'm serious. Like, 
Christian Bale plays a magician, and so does uh, Hugh Jackman, and they're competing. And Scarlett Johansson is a love interest, and she kind of gets in the way of both of them. You've got Michael Caine. He's in most of Christopher Nolan's movies, but he gives yeah. a nice supporting performance in this one. And uh, it's so clever. That one of the best scripts I've ever seen, and it's got a lot of twists and turns you don't see coming, and the opening shot is amazing. The final shot is amazing. And if you haven't seen this movie, you should definitely check it out because it doesn't get enough love as being one of Christopher Nolan's best. That's true. But you know what's really funny about that movie, at least when I talk to people, that's like their favorite Nolan movie. Like even really? besides like Dark Knight, people are like, I love The Prestige. And I think it's because it's such an easy watch film. Like, yeah, it's you know? not one of his longer movies. I think it's like two hours and ten minutes. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it, it's a really, really, like you said, it is a really well-written film, but I think it's easy access for people to like, when people say Nolan filmography, they kind of think like, uh, you know, I haven't seen Inception, but like they think like the high conceptness of that and like Interstellar and stuff like that. But the prestige, like I talked to a lot of people and like, oh, that movie is like one of the best. And it probably is because the cast is really sweet, too. Yeah, that's interesting, because I think when most people think Nolan, they're like Inception and Dark Knight are the top two. And then. A lot, there's a lot of people who love Interstellar, a lot of people who love Batman Begins and The Dark Knight Rises, so I feel like it just gets lost in those titles sometimes. Yeah, Hugh Jackman, dude, in that movie? He's great in that, and side rant, he should have been nominated for Prisoners. Dude, <laughs> my roommate Seth and I were just talking about that. I was, really? showing, I was Yeah, I was just randomly playing a clip <laughs> from the film where he's being uh, shown pictures by Jake Gyllenhaal. You know, shout yes. out to Donnie Darko earlier. Um, and that's when Seth goes, he should have won an Oscar. And I was Both like, oh. should have been nominated. Yeah, man. David Fincher. Really good stuff right there. Um, okay, that's a really good number four, too. <laughs> I'm like, you're like saying these movies that like are really, really good stuff. I, I'm, I'm struggling to keep up because my number four is a 2009 um, slasher film called, yeah. if I have it here. The Collector. My family's in here. You can save them. I feel like everyone saw this cover growing up or when it was coming out and just like passed up on it, including myself. Yeah, I was about to say, I've seen that poster like five times somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, so, okay, so I stumbled upon this movie with my buddy Daniel, who's been on this channel, and he's been on my podcast, and he does Cobwebs, uh, which you should really check out. But one one weekend, I went up to go see him, and we watched this as part of, like, four or five different movies we watched that weekend. And it's actually really, 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 really good. It's a, it's by the guys, like, who wrote, like, Saw, you know? Like, I feel like a trailer is saying, like, by the guys. But, like, no, like, the people who did Saw did this as well. And it's very evident because it is really grotesque and it has, like, a lot of, like, like really squirmy uh, depictions of violence. But the concept is so cool. So, like, this guy who, like, he's basically, like, a, like a construction worker. He needs to, like, pay off these uh, loan sharks, basically, for, like, his, his baby mama. Because I think that's literally what it is, is his baby mama. And he decides to rob the people he's doing construction for while they're gone. But what he doesn't realize is there's somebody in the house who is taking them hostage and is torturing them. And has set up elaborate traps throughout the house that will, like, cause pain and inflict, uh, you know, wounds on you. And he, like, is an ex-con, so he's, like, used to going and breaking into houses. Once he realizes it's a game inside the house of this – the collector – trying to seek him out while him trying to save the family and steal the money at the same time with all these insane booby traps as well in it. It is insane. And there's like tooth, you know, knocking and, you know, 
amputations of sorts. And it's, I sound like a masochist just talking about <laughs> this movie. Uh, but I got on Blu-ray because when I watched it on stream, it wasn't a very good quality. So I thought maybe if it's on disc, it'll look good. So The Collector from uh, 2009. It has a sequel called The Collection, which I own, but I haven't seen it yet. So stay tuned for that. Check this movie out. Maybe. <laughs> we sound if like you're... Patrick... You sound like Patrick Bateman a little bit. <laughs> oh no! Like this is a, <laughs> this is a very much more grotesque, I would say. Although Patrick Bateman in American Psycho is pretty graphic. Now that you think about it, <laughs> my number three is actually a Best Picture winner. But I have I have my reasons for why I'm mentioning it, okay. and that is The Departed from 2006. Are you still a cop? No! No! Swear on your mother's grave, you're still not a cop. I am not a fucking cop. Are you gonna stop doing coke deals with your jerk off fucking cousin? Yes, yes, yes. All right, all right. All right. You're okay, you'll be all right. Get your hand taken care of. I'm sorry. And uh, similar to how I talked about The Prestige, I know a lot of people love this movie. It's my favorite Scorsese movie, but I just feel Ooh, like... It, that's it a hot... My, my seat's on fire. I, I'm <laughs> <like>, Woo! <laughs> it is amazing. 10 out of 10. But Woo! I feel like when people uh, talk about Scorsese, it's always one of his mob movies, like Goodfellas, Casino, Taxi Driver, which I love Taxi Driver. But I think The Departed should get more credit for being arguably his best movie. I think it is. I love it. Uh, you got Jack Nicholson, Matt Damon, Mark Wahlberg, and Leo. And I think all four of them could have been nominated for Supporting Actor. Wow. Uh, I wish Leo won for Supporting Actor, but he was already nominated for Blood Diamond and lead that year. But essentially, it's about a rat in the police uh, system. And then there's also uh, like an co undercover cop and all this stuff. It's, it's a very interesting movie. I know that apparently it took a lot from Infernal Affairs, a foreign film I have not seen. But uh, I love this movie, and if you haven't seen it, which you probably have, you should check it out. Oh, dude. The Departed. That's one of those films where it's like, oh, damn it. Because it's like a film by a director I absolutely love. Like, mm -hmm. I love Scorsese. But I've, wa I've tried to watch that movie so many different times, and like I get halfway through. And I'm not saying because it's bad. And the problem is me. No, I can't. The problem is me. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's like when I watch it, I'm like, this is technically good it's like the wolf of wall street where it's like i know this is movie's really good but it's not a scorsese i'll put on often and like be entertained with even though it's really well made if that makes yeah, sense yeah. i don't know it's i love i love my 90s scorsese you know with with casino goodfellas cape fear and also 70s of course with uh, taxi driver like you said but man the departed that's a that's the only one he won his one of his only films where he won best uh, director correct and Still, I think it's underrated for some reason. No, it. I would say it is underrated. Yeah. Even though it's like, besides Goodfellas, people would probably say The Departed is like their favorite besides that because it is like one of his more recent before, you know, The Irishman and Silence. But um, man, The Departed, that is, a, that is a good pick. That is one I definitely neglected. I need to rewatch that movie at some point. I'm glad you yeah. brought it up. You've really exposed me. <laughs> <laughs> like i didn't grow up watching that one obviously but i watched it like two days in a row i think when i first saw it and i own it on blu-ray it's behind me i love it yeah yeah martin martin sheen's in it too not charlie sheen but martin sheen's in it martin is in it yeah yeah and yeah, alec baldwin I, of course he is <laughs> i forgot he was in that jack nicholson did wasn't he nominated for a best actor for that too 
I thought I he, he was. might have uh, gotten a Globe nomination. A Globe, yeah. Yeah, it's surprising it took him that long to collab with Scorsese now that I think about it. Mm. Really good pick, Chris. Really nice. good pick. My number three, um, I think it is critically acclaimed. I don't know. It just brings up a lot of nostalgia for me. And I, I don't know. If you've been checking out my letterbox, um, I've been watching all the Godzilla films because I got the Criterion, you know, Spine Thousand. So I've been trying to binge through watching all of those. And it really stemmed from my love for this monster, which is 2005 by Teeter Jackson, King Kong. The whole world will pay to see this. We're millionaires, boys. I'll share it with all of you. In a few months, his name will be up in lights on Broadway. Kong, the eighth wonder of the world. Um, which I have right here, this really cool cover too. I like showing off the movies because it looks better in front of me than my actual oh, yeah. I should have done that. I like doing that too. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, dude, this movie, King Kong, I saw it in theaters at like the cheap. I don't know if you had these growing up, but it was like the cheap um, theater for like five bucks you could watch the movie out before it left theaters and my dad and i went to go see it and it was the winter time with our winter coats and a packed theater and it's three and a half hours long almost um but it didn't bother me as a kid and i got it that christmas on a dvd and saturday of showing yeah like my own saturday matinees it like if cousins are spending the night or friends are coming over or just myself waking up early i would play star wars battlefront 2 and i would watch king kong that's what I would do. That's, you know, little Final Battle Fantasy. Battlefront 2 is a great video game. Yes. And I, yeah, yes, it is. So on PS2, and then after that, I would just put in King Kong, and that's my Saturday. Uh, Age of Brody, Jack Black. Oh, my God. Uh, it has Tom Hanks' son on there as well, and um, uh, Naomi Watts, and uh, he plays Smeagol. Why can't I think of him right now? Andy, Andy Circus. Yeah. yeah, Andy Circus plays Lumpy, the best name for a, a boat chef. So... Um, also, I love the movie because it scares me still to this day. Like when everyone falls underneath on, in the Skull Island and the insects are giant and they're like swallowing everyone. And it's just really gross and scary because I don't like bugs. And to see him like is like bigger than human size devouring these people is really terrifying. Also, when King Kong is fighting the Tyrannus, uh, the T-Rexes, and he like rips their jaws and like bites their tongue. Oh, just so good. King Kong from Peter Jackson is like one of those movies I think everyone needs to see and like love because even though it's long, it's still worth it. I think. I mean, sure, people are like, oh, like it's so long on Skull Island, and then like it takes forever to get to New York, but like even the New York stuff is really good, and I think it's one of Peter Jack, uh, not Peter Jackson's, uh, Jack Black's best performances, I think too. So I, I'm gushing right now, but yeah, 2005 King Kong. I've seen clips from it. I've never seen the whole thing because it's like you said, it's three or three and a half hours long, right? Yeah, there's an extended cut that makes it three and a half hours, but its oh, okay. original runtime is three hours and like 15 minutes, which is still, you know. One day I might get around to it. This, I mean, this is the best time. You know you know what you should do, Chris? You and Andy. Get Andy, because I know he'll probably go like, I don't know. <laughs> but you need to get Andy, and you plop, and you watch The Irishman, and then you watch King Kong with him, and just make a day out of it. And throw in Seven Samurai while you're at and it. And Lawrence of Arabia. I just watched that one. Four hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, oh, Lawrence of Arabia is good. That's ah, good. It was solid. I just like uh, he's like the trick is um, not to mind that it hurts. I love that line in the very beginning when he just puts. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, what's your number two, Chris? My number two is I have to decide. Hold on, it's tough. Ooh. 
My number two is a forgotten movie because the sequels got worse and worse, especially in recent years. And that is the original Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl from 2003. No! Not good! Stop! Not good! What are you doing? You burned all the food, the shape, the rum! Yes! The rum is gone! Why is the rum gone? One, because it is a vile drink that turns even the most respectable men into complete scoundrels. Two, that signal is over a thousand feet high. The entire Royal Navy is out looking for me. Do you really think that there is even the slightest chance that they won't see it? But why is the rum gone? This Woo. is like one of the movies of my childhood. Like, I watched this all the time. Uh, I would go to Disney World and I would ride Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean. I had one of those swords. I even had a Jack Sparrow hat. It is <laughs> such a fun movie. I, just, I love it so much. Uh, Johnny Depp got an Oscar nom for playing uh, Captain Jack Sparrow in that first Pirates movie. He he did? Oh, my gosh. He did. Yes, you can look that up. You want to fact check me. <laughs> oh, no, I trust you. I just I, I, I wish he won, maybe, depending on who the winner was. I wish he won because that's such an iconic role. It really is. And it's unfortunate. I like the first three Pirates movies. Uh, four is not my favorite. And five is almost no. atrocious. Like, five is I bad. didn't see five. I remember seeing On Stranger Tides in theaters, just, like, to give it that last hurrah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, it's just, that's like what I, even, even at World's End, I still enjoy. Yeah. It's just sad that like Johnny Depp kind of, the way he played the character as years went on, it just, it got so far fetched. I, I couldn't connect with it. And ugh, I just don't like four and five. Three is okay. Like three just, uh, but one iconic movie of my childhood that I love. And you probably know the story. So, oh yeah. Uh, it, uh Daniel and Seth, um, they still talk about that movie and like how awesome it is. And like, if you play like Kingdom Hearts to bring in more video games, that Pirates of the Caribbean and Kingdom Hearts 2 is like one of my favorite worlds to go play because you see Jack Sparrow, you know? Like, that was just the thing. Like, Jack Sparrow was like the cool movie character of that, of like the, the grow up, growing up, you know? I haven't had the uh, Lego Pirates of the Caribbean game on. <laughs> I played all the Lego games in my favorite movies, and that was, that was one of my favorites. Yeah. It's, ah, oh, dude, I even. I know Crystal Black Pearl is like the best. I know it is. But like the one I watched the most was uh, Dead Man's Chest because that was the only one I had on DVD. Yeah, and it's it right. Was at my... I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, and it Another was like... movie in the 2000s. Yeah, and you know, that movie is actually a lot longer than I remember too. I don't know how I had the patience to watch that. It was always that and Attack of the Clones on my grandma's van. in the We had the DVD player in the van. It was always those yeah. two movies I'd watch. So, man, Curse of the Black Pearl. That's that's a good one. Barbosa was so cool with the medallions. Ah. Yep. And uh, the two, what are they, Pintel and Ergetti, the ones that <laughs> go after Elizabeth, they're funny. Yeah, they are. And, and the Will Tuna, you know, that's like the start of it all. <laughs> Parley. <laughs> yeah. D- dude, Kira Knightley, she looks so much like um, uh, Natalie Portman. I used to get him confused growing up. Yeah, the Phantom Minutes really did that to me. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, man. Uh, another part of a, a, a new trilogy that I think is a little underrated, the Phantom Menace. I enjoy it, yeah. I, I actually like all those movies. Uh, like, critically, they're not great, I will admit that, but I enjoy watching the prequels. Yes. Yes. All right, Chris, my number two. I don't know if you've seen it. I've seen this movie too many damn times, but I always want to talk about it because I think everyone should watch it, and then if you have a negative opinion, don't tell me about it because I don't care. Um, right. But <laughs> that is Little Miss Sunshine. I don't want to be a loser. You're not a loser. Where'd you get the idea you're a loser? Because Dad hates losers. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back up a minute. You know what a loser is? A real loser is somebody that's so afraid of not winning 
They don't even try. Now you're trying, right? Yeah. Well, then you're not a loser. We're gonna have fun tomorrow, right? Yeah. We can tell them all to go to hell. Good night, sweet. I've this seen. Movie, you have seen it. All yes. right. First I've seen on your list. <laughs> so it came out 2006. Um, and it stars Greg Kinnear. We all love Greg Kinnear. Um, Steve Carell in like one of his serious serious roles before you know the comedy stuff. Tony Collette pre Hereditary. Uh, Abigail Breslin, I don't know what's happened to her career, but this was like at the height of her time, I feel like. Alan Arkin before Argo and Paul Dano right before, or was it the same time as There Will Be Blood? I can't remember. It was a year before, I think. It was a year. Yeah, it was probably the year before. But yeah, I really love this movie. I watched it a lot. Same time, like growing up watching, you know, the Pirates movie and stuff because we owned it on DVD for whatever reason, even though I don't think it was appropriate for someone at my age. But uh, a little bit of sunshine I just really love because Steve Carell has uh, depression. He's tried killing himself. Um, he's he's a closet homosexual, and then he kind of comes out that he is. And his family, he's like staying with his sister. They're ending up having to go on a road trip to California for Abigail Breslin's. Um, um, uh, what are those beauty pageants for girls? Those like little girls. Uh, miss it's like miss teen or miss america or something like that yeah yeah and it's for like little girls and it's kind of gross and i think that's what the movie's trying to comment on is like exposing these little girls like that and it's just basically about a dysfunctional family trying to come together and be functional in some way and i really resonate with that um it has a lot of iconic scenes i feel like like the bus pushing scene greg kinnear just trying to provide for his family uh alan arkin just being vulgar as hell (laughs) but uh (laughs) You, you know, I just, I really, really love this movie, and I think a lot of people should check it out if they have it. What are your thoughts on it, though, before we move on? Uh, keep... I'm not trying to upset anybody here. Yeah, it's all, good. it's all good. I think it's it's a decent movie. I enjoy it. I don't really have the urge to ever rewatch it. The thing that really I don't like about it is Alan Arkin won supporting actor that year, and that was the same year as The Departed. When, oh, there it yeah, is. And I think one of those guys should have won, but only Wahlberg was nominated from The Departed, sadly, but yeah. Alan Arkin, uh, I guess, spoiler alert, he's not in the movie that long. It's like two or three scenes, I want to say. Yeah. yeah. He's he's there to talk about having yeah. lots of sex to Paul Dano <laughs> and buy nudie magazines. Yeah. <laughs> and teach Abigail Breslin how to, you know, win over the judges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, it's right. solid. I might watch it again one day. It's not one of my favorites, though. It's okay. It's okay. We can okay. continue the video. I mean, you're not going to cut it off. <laughs> I'm going to edit the part where you say, you know, I'm just kidding. Uh, what? What's your number one? What is, what is Chris from Filmstock's number one underrated film of the 2000s? One he thinks everyone should check out. Everyone needs to see this movie. If you have not, um, it is criminally underrated for some reason. I don't know why. I think it has like a 43 on Metacritic, which is insane to me. And yeah. I've seen this movie at least 20 times. I'm not lying. Probably more. Uh, grew up watching it. I'm giving a lot of background here. Please um, do. It's my favorite sports movie of all time. Came out in 2000. Remember the Titans. Hey man, all that rubbing ain't gonna make them golden locks go back no faster now. You know Sunshine, 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 sunshine. That's cool. I can dig it. Come on now. Don't let me hang him, bro. Come on. 
And it takes place during the Col- uh, the Civil War. And basically, Jude Law and Nicole Kidman are Southerners. And he's gone to fight for the Confederacy. And they're in love. And she doesn't want to see him go. But he does. And it basically chronicles their love from him potentially dying and him trying to come back to um, their little town. But she is stuck there with Renee Zellweger now. Uh, she's like a caretaker. But like the the local like like the local protection unit with Brandon Gleason, not Brandon Gleason, but with uh, Charlie Hunnam and like a few other people, um, they're like taking advantage of everyone and like their food supply and like killing people who they deem they don't like as deserters, which is very gross and scary in some points. And one of them loves Nicole Kidman. And yeah, it's Jude Law eventually comes back and has to, you know, deal with this whole mess of a situation. It's pretty long. It's like almost three hours, I think, but it is there's some really great stuff in it and it's really sad at times and philip seymour hoffman plays like a preacher and he's he's pretty good for the small scenes he's in i just really love the movie and i don't feel like it gets talked about enough it was nominated for uh best picture i believe uh but i think zellweger was the only thing that won out of it but cold mountain i think everyone needs to check yeah i got seven nominations for crying out loud that's what it was damn it's crazy i've even heard of that movie i don't know how yeah 2003 you know like I, I mean, I guess that was when the Return of the King, I think, came out. So yeah, um, and Master Commander, but mm. yeah, Cold Mountain. I think everyone needs to check this movie out. Like, it's so good. I might actually watch it. You know, I'm off the next few days. I'm just after I'm done with this, I'm just gonna watch it. <laughs> might as well. I'm it's like one of those TV movies. Those are. Ooh, Jason Bateman. You, oh, yeah. You, yeah. Well, speaking of TV shows, um, you do a lot of TV shows on your channel. Um, I do. Just yeah. So off the top of your head, give me your top two TV shows all time right now. Well, the this... greatest television show of all time is easily breaking bad. Easily Woo! breaking bad. I uh... love it. And then I won't go another drama. I'll go comedy. I'm a big office fan. It's hilarious to me. So nice. those yeah. are probably my two. All right, cool. I just, I, I just, I like to like spew things like that. If you ask Actually, me, my... I just remembered another show, Barry on HBO with Bill Hader. That's probably like one of my favorite shows. Love it. Bill Hader. Didn't he win an Emmy for Barry as well? He did. Yeah. Or a glow. Probably an Emmy, though. I think it was an Emmy. Or maybe both. He probably deserves both. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, uh, uh, that's that's crazy. I like – because you do TV shows. I don't talk about TV shows on my channel much. If anybody knows me, I don't care for TV shows too much because I just have the – I feel like if I'm going to watch a show, I might as well just watch a movie and get it done with. But there are a few exceptions. So I just wanted to pick your brain and kind of see what – if I had – you had to put your money on a few things, you know, TV show-wise. Cool. Well, Chris, I think we just gave everyone our top five underrated 2000s films. How do you feel about that? I feel pretty good. Uh, I think my list is pretty solid. Uh, if you haven't seen any of the movies on it, I highly recommend them, obviously. Mm-hmm. And the honorable mentions. There's many more movies I didn't touch on. Yeah. Miracle, 2005 hockey film. You got to watch that one. Dude, what about Sky High? Double bill that uh, Kurt Russell right there. I'm down. Sky High is solid. Dude, Sky High is really good. <laughs> I can't believe – I'm going to get – you know what, dude? The comment section is going to call us out for not putting that in there because the internet stands Kurt Russell right for rightly so. But Yeah, and uh, you mentioned Viggo Mortensen earlier, Hidalgo. Did that come out in the 2000s? <laughs> yes, it did. Uh, where is it? Dude, I, I stand Viggo Mortensen <laughs> so much. So if anybody wants to see I own it. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other 2000s obscure films. Um I don't know. I'm trying to think of movies with Brian Cox, but then I just think X-Men 2, Trick or Treat, the Kill Zone video game, if you play that. 
<laughs> Sorry. Um, no, Chris, I, I'm really glad you came on or let me on. Um, this, uh, you know, I told Chris if he wants to put this on his channel too, he, you know, feel free to click on his and like that. And if you feel obligated, you can check it out on my channel too. Uh, you don't have to on that. Um, but now, dude, I think we, I think the internet's gonna validate us for these solid deep cut films. Deep cut is like my term right now. I love to use it. <laughs> yeah, I think they're gonna, they're gonna realize that I picked a bunch of mainstream movies, but they won't flame me, I don't think. <laughs> Dude, just because they're quote-unquote mainstream doesn't mean they can't be forgotten. So True, you know. true. Yeah, I kind of wish Andy was here to give us his top five. Or I'll maybe have to have him on next time. Dude, he needs to comment down below. I, I, need, I need to pick his brain on what his films are. <laughs> uh, I mean, I probably want to say Iron Man was probably going to be on there. Or he'll me argue him, with us. Well, this is in the 2010s, but me and him really disagree on Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> we might make is, a video on that. So, what does Andy stand? Does he stand anything? I, I I feel like, I feel like he like gatekeeps certain films behind the scenes. We'll have to get him on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what, Chris? I I'm really glad we got to do this. I know we've been talking about this since. I mean, shoot, like since summer, I think. Yeah. So, um, I'm really glad we got to do this. Hopefully, we can do it again. Yeah. Um, uh, we should do, I think, something on your channel sometime. If you're ever in the Missouri area, south, southern Missouri area, let me know. Probably not right now. <laughs> Please stay in right now. Yeah. But, uh, you know, maybe we could do more collabs like this, you know, during everyone's yeah. um, quarantines. I think it would be really fun to do. So maybe get yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, and I, I would uh, be interested in doing, like, a Criterion video where I, like, pick, like, a make a wish list or something because I'm looking to grow my Criterion. So. Ooh, that would be really fun to do. I, I would, yeah. I mean, I have a wish list of in my cart right now for the yep. channel. So I know the Great Escape is coming in May. I'm def that's one of my favorite movies of all time. I'm getting it. Yes. Oh God. Yes. I definitely. I sound obvious, but I'm gonna get Marriage Story, The Irishman, and Parasite when they come to the the collection as well. Yeah. Um, the Portrait of a Girl, Lady on Fire is recently gonna come out, and I'm excited to get that. Um, yeah, there's some really good stuff going on there. <laughs> Yeah. Gotta save our money. Keep growing. Yeah. Well, um, this has been Chris with uh with Filmstock helping me out and uh just gave me some of his favorite stuff, which I'm so happy he did. Um what what's your latest video? Um, by the way, Chris. Like what where, uh, what what should people check out? We just put out our favorite movie trilogies of all time video, and later today, at least the day of filming this, I'm gonna post a pretty unique video. It's uh movie trilogies that need to happen. So, mm -hmm. like, when there's two movies in a series and we want to see a third. So, you guys should check that out. It's probably going to be up by the time you watch this video. Oh, I can't wait to see that. John Turturro just put out his, like, the Jesus movie for The Big Lebowski. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. maybe you'll get a trilogy for that. Um, yeah, definitely check that out. If you want to check out what I've been doing, I just recently started a mini-series of boutique label video, like, movie halls that I've spent way too much money on and basically need to feel validated by showing them off. So uh, I'll put a link of that down below, and I'll put Chris's news video link down below as well. Um, Chris, thank you so much for coming on, dude, or having me on. I, However you want to view it, I'm just happy we got to do it. it was a lot yeah, of man, fun. thanks for having me slash me having you. Yeah. Um... Well, like I said, everyone, thanks for watching. Uh, if you have any questions, you want to give us your top fives, please comment down below. If you want to call me out for having crappy taste, I always am welcoming that. Um, other than that, I'm Chris here with Hurtastic Reviews, and I'm with Chris from Filmstock. And thank you all for watching. Yep, see you guys later.